Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And week three of the NFL season is upon us. Uh, We're going to be recapping what happened in week two. Um, It's still too early to really figure out what most teams are going to be, except the fact that Zach Wilson is going to be not good at quarterback. Um, I think that's probably definite. Other than that, a lot of things are still up in the air. We're going to talk about the big games from last week, best performances, um, and then we're going to make our picks for week three. So stick around, and then we'll probably talk about a movie or something at the end because, you know, we got to talk about a movie. So, Cinema. 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 And and speaking of cinema, let's let's get to the uh, – there's no way for me to trench this in that smoothly. Let's just get to the podcast. I don't know what to do. Sorry. Hi, David. Week two of the NFL season went pretty much how most people are expecting, I feel. There's a couple of notable things um, that I think were maybe maybe a little surprising. Bengals did not have a bounce-back game. Um, not they had maybe the opposite of a bounce-back game. Their offense looked abhorrent once again. Uh, they did come alive in the second half a little bit and make the game respectable. But the Ravens... Pretty clearly, like it doesn't look like it from the scoreboard, but dominated that game for the most part. And Joe Burrow has a possible calf injury, and um, yeah, they said he's questionable for the game this week against. I believe they play the Rams um, mm-hmm. on Monday. I think it's a, they're the Monday night game. One of two. There's two Monday night games again next week. How do you feel is- about that? It's fine if the games are good, but like Saints Panthers was awful. It was terrible to watch, and Browns it Steelers into something, but yeah, but I I don't know. I'm I am of the opinion that a good a bad game doesn't suddenly become good because it's close. I think it's still a bad game if it's not fun to That's watch. Fair. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't love the two Monday night game things, but I guess it's fine. Think- like. I feel like it kind of splits your viewership. I'm surprised they're doing it. I guess you'd be the same way, though, on a Sunday with four or three o'clock games, but I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think ESPN cares because as long as they're all looking at one of the two channels, then they're probably fine. I I mean, I think Monday night is now the new Thursday night, honestly. The Monday night games are hardly ever good. I think Mm -hmm. most of them suck. And I mean, they kind of got screwed over with the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, for Bills Jets, but like if you look at the slate, are, are you're not really getting excited about most of the matchups on a Monday night? So maybe the two game thing is like a novelty that can keep it going, keep it kind of interesting. But I just I don't really care about it honestly. Although this week it might be interesting, and we'll get into that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the Bengals disappointing Bills had the bounce back game they absolutely walloped um the raiders kind of looked a little scary when jimmy garoppolo went 75 yards in the first drive pretty easily it's scored a touchdown and you're thinking oh my gosh are the bills actually in trouble no mm-hmm. they weren't in trouble uh they scored on almost every single drive after that point uh, just i i think the bills do this a lot um, my roommate pointed this out. The Bills just love to really beat bad teams, which is the one thing that they do that I think the Chiefs don't do at all, is that when the Bills are playing an inferior opponent, they're just going to destroy them. Like they yeah. they really get up for games against bad teams, and the Chiefs don't. Um, speaking of the Chiefs, they didn't play a bad team. The Jags aren't bad. The Jags are a playoff team probably. But that game was frustrating. Um I mean, narrowly pulling out a victory, not even getting to 20 points. The Chiefs are averaging less than 19 points a game this season total. Now it's only two games, but the offense has just not been firing. The bright side, though, the defense looked great. And also, Chris Jones is a monster. David, um, I know that you and I were both pretty annoyed with him holding out and... um, thought he was asking for too much money and I still think he probably was but we're we may be a little wrong because he's he's so good yeah yeah um very very good um he actually like 
I was listening to a podcast and he maybe should have gotten credited for that full sack instead of the half. Um, but it's okay. He still had uh, one and a half sacks um, and a plethora. I mean, I'm pulling up the stats here. I think I he had, he had a one and a half. 38% like pressure rate or something like that, um, which was the highest among Wild. any player yeah. um, in the league, no, regardless of position. Um, mm-hmm. They put him quarterback. In. Go ahead. Two quarterback hits, a tackle for loss, a pass deflected, which saved a touchdown. Um, yeah. A sack and a half, a tackle for loss, two uh, tackles to pair with that dude. Yeah. I mean, tore it up. And to your point that you're about to make, yeah, they put him like at every defensive lineman spot. I feel like they just kept like rotating him around and he mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. right middle. I'll do it right. Left outside. I'll do it. You know, like it's so just crazy. They, was it last year where they tried to do this, where they're like, we're switching Chris to D end and like the first two games, it didn't really work at all. And, Full time, so yeah, were, it didn't work well. Then they were like, "Let's okay, we got to put him back in the middle." But they did that on like big th- on obvious passing third downs, um, as they kept putting Chris at D end, and he was winning almost every single time. And even yeah. the ones that he, there's specifically two sacks that I can think of where Chris forced Trevor up into the another sack, like into another defender because he got so much pressure on the outside, he forced him to step up in the pocket, and then yeah. like Karloftis was there. Um, and so I was very impressed with our defense. I thought our secondary could have done a little better. Um, I was a little frustrated with, they, they just announcers jinx. They talked about Sneed and how great Sneed was. And then he kind of got targeted the first few plays of the game and didn't look super great. Picked it up afterwards. Um, also a case of Jags receivers bad at getting their feet inbounds. Really, really bad at it. Multiple throws where Lawrence didn't put it in a great spot, but definitely somewhere where they could easily make a play. They caught the ball in the back of the end zone and then just could not get it, figure out a toe touch to save their lives. I think there were four or five different plays where they were just like one foot in. No. And every time it was just like, I'm glad you guys are screwing this up, but you should not be screwing this up so often. Yeah. Well, I also, you know, it's easy to see like the Jags players just, apparently or I don't know what the word I'm looking for just missing touchdowns and the announcers kind of mentioned that but I also think that's kind of a testament to our DBs because I think I mean there is a such thing as the DBs using the sideline or like in this case the back of the end zone as an extra yeah, defender and I think yeah, they're kind right. of squeezing them to the back of the end zone which cuts off room for them to be able to double the toe tap Zay Jones on a, on that one though for sure just didn't even try to get a second foot down I was like dude what are you doing but yeah. like was it Sneed when he pinched Calvin Ridley? And it, actually, Calvin went into the goalpost there. Like, I feel like the DBs yeah. did a pretty good job in that second half, especially of like pushing them to the, the boundary, and then they ended up having no room to make the play. And hey, man, whatever works. Yeah, it's 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 wild how things have just flipped. Um, Game of inches. And the defense is really just was really just playing well um, the whole game. I mean, there are a couple of times where the Jags were moving the ball pretty easily. That's going to happen. No defense is ever going to play top-notch all, all four quarters because defense is just an exhausting side of the ball to play. Um, and it was, what, and, 110 degrees on field? Yeah, and it was super hot. Jeez. <laughs> I don't – but the question I have, what is going on with the offense? What What is wrong? I don't understand. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I've never seen them – it just seems like they don't know what they're doing. Like guys aren't crisp. The one thing you know about Andy is that like guys are supposed to be prepared. And it looks like half of the people are not prepared. Pat yeah. included at certain points. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say like, we've seen it both ways now. Really. This is the first time it's been the other way around. I do think I'd rather it this way. Like, our defense to already be potentially top 10 and there are a couple analysts there saying like this defense could be top five defense in the league just based on how they've played um a good lions and a good jacksonville offense i think i'd rather it be the way it is now because if the side of the ball that has patrick mahomes on it can't figure it out right now i feel like i'm i feel pretty good you know what i mean like his confident that they'll get it figured out yes now as to why they haven't i did see an improvement you know, Sky Moore went three receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. I know that that 
big yardage one was he was wide open should have caught it he that back shoulder touchdown that wasn't an easy play for him to make i, I thought that was good justin watson somehow is like leading the league he's in, our best deep team. threat yeah he's leading the team in re- receiving yards uh Kadarius tony had some good catches and had some really good moves in space he averaged seven yards uh a reception kelsey got a touchdown but you could tell he was battling himself injury wise and the defense, which is why I think he was getting upset. I think he was pretty frustrated that, you know, he's not a hundred percent, but I don't, I really don't know. Um, I think something I'm also just confused about Rasheed Rice feels like he's not being used a whole lot. And then Justin uh, Ross is not being used a whole lot. Now maybe that's Andy's as a, as a rookie for Rasheed's like, we're going to hold him. Like I want him to learn the offense first before we throw him out there. Justin Ross didn't even get a catch this game. And I don't know. I, at least maybe it's just Twitter hype and that got our hopes up. But Justin Ross looked pretty good in the offseason and camp. He was we saw some highlight reels and in preseason had some really good routes and it kind of felt promising. Um mm-hmm. so I'll I'll answer your question with another question. Like, is this a classic, you know, we're winning games and we're not having to real reveal much of the playbook or some of our players, do you think Reed, Reed's holding back or do you think they're legitimately still trying to figure out who's like gonna be consistent in this offense? I think I think there's some stuff they're cho- still trying to figure out. I think the Kelsey injury creates one problem is that they're now with Kelsey hobbled, he is the true number one, um, and there isn't a true number one right now. And I think that that's where the ball is getting spread around a lot more. I I think he completed passes to ten different people in the first half. Eleven, if you count Donovan, of that Smith. Jags game. Eleven, if you count the line no, and the accident through the ball, he's like, uh. "Man, was like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I know this is not right." Um, That's good, but I, I think it, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I think it's that. I think it's the fact that there's no true number one. He's trying to get everybody comfortable. It seems like he's making an active. Pat is making an active effort to get everybody involved as well, um, and so maybe that's. Relating to it, I mean, Kadarius Tony had an all-time bad game week one, like literally the worst game by a wide receiver since 2016. Um, yeah. Also had a kind of ridiculous fumble in this game either. I think that just, I think he's kind of just a roller coaster guy. I think he just has a lot of highs and and sometimes he's just making insane plays and he breaks tackles for a small wide receiver. He breaks tackles better than almost anybody I've seen. Um, His juke is dirty. And he doesn't have any ACLs the way that his knees bend. I don't understand how that works. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think of it. I'd rather have this side of the ball be rusty, honestly, because I have faith that they'll get it figured out. And I'm sure when Kelsey gets healthier and they start to get in a little bit more of a groove, and what's concerning pits and you know, just yeah. Classic stuff. Stop. We're not trading for, I don't want Kyle Pitts. We don't, you need, don't, we don't No. I don't, we don't need Kyle it's like 23. Pitts. So he's a tight end. I don't. We have enough tight ends. We're we're up to our eyeballs in tight ends. Um, we don't need another one. Anyway, I I think the thing I'm most concerned about is that it seems like Andy has no faith in the running game at all, hmm. and I don't know why that is. Our offensive line seems to be built for the run. Normally, when you have great guard play. That's when you run the ball because that's who you rely on to run the ball, to push, to mm-hmm. move the line of scrimmage. We have really good guards. Pacheco was a promising running back. I don't really care for Clyde that much. If we're being honest, Jarek McKinnon is also a solid running back. Like I, I, and I don't know if it's just typical Andy, like, nah, I'm not going to run the ball. I just don't feel like running the ball. But it, we were like afraid to do it for a large part of the game. Yeah, and I don't like the fact that Mahomes has to be our leading rusher. I, I that that does not make me feel good um, because I don't want him to become Josh Allen. And he had some Josh Allen type plays in that yeah. game. The overthrow interception was a Josh Allen interception, and he was Dude, trying that, to do too tell much he was in the first half. Too. Yeah, he was just like, yeah. Well, it's and I don't want it to too, be him. Is I don't know if you noticed this. They didn't touch on it much. It was kind of in passing. Um, there was one time in the second half, Mahomes scrambled for a first down. It was like a third and eight. And they showed the camera view from like behind the offense. And he almost load unloads a deep ball. It's a one-on-one matchup, deep slant down the field. 
and I don't know who it was, deep post on the field. He almost does it, but he decides to take it himself. And I honestly think that play right there is how he feels about the offense. Because I feel like if it's Sammy Watkins, if it's Tyreek, he's like, you know, my feet are set. I'm I'm throwing this. I'm unloading this down the field. But he almost hesitates. He's like, now nah, I'll just scramble for 10 and get it myself, you know. So I think that was even like the play that defined these first two games so far of like, I think even Mahomes is a little unsure. He, like he's not sure he can trust, you know, all these guys fully yet, even though he wants to. Um, so mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. And I don't even know if that's conscious. I think that's just like a, I think that's just something that just happens in your brain. I think he yeah. knows that whenever Kelsey's not a hundred percent, he doesn't have a guy. There's no safety blanket. There's no like, all right, at, at worst case scenario, I can always get it to him, which is what Kelsey is for him. And so the fact that there's not that guy, and Juju was honestly that. Um, it takes like, I don't know what Val. I, that should be Valdez Scantling. I, I that like that's just a guy who's a veteran who knows how to find the open pocket in the defense and just sit there and expect mm-hmm. whenever Mahomes is doing the ad lib thing, just sit there and be ready. And I don't know if maybe that's not a design in the offense anymore or if the new guys just aren't comfortable doing that yet, but I think he's missing that. And I, that's where a lot of his stuff comes from. And he was trying to force things. I mean, he was, the pick that he threw was double coverage. It was double coverage with a safety over the top. And he tried to unload one and he would have had to just throw up absolute perfect ball to even give the receiver a chance. Yeah. And he didn't, he overthrew it a little bit and that was it. Yeah. So, and we were sloppy, like, Sloppy in ways that were not. Creed Humphrey was sloppy, and that I've never seen that before. I don't know what that was. He had, I think, six or seven just awful snaps. Weird game. So it's very um, strange. Yeah, it's it's just we don't usually see this, but we especially don't usually see this with a win. Uh, Chiefs had twelve penalties, twelve accepted penalties. That's not even counting the ones that were declined or you know weren't needed. Twelve penalties three turnovers and they still won the game. Um, And I think the farther removed I get from this game, honestly, the more excited I get the fact that the offense put up 17 points, three turnovers, 12 penalties against a Jacksonville team. That's going to win the division um, and has every potential to get, you know, be a one or two seed. They have even the ceiling of that. Like I know it's like, Oh, they'll probably be the four seed. They'll be the worst division winner, but I don't know, man. If you look at this, the five skill players that they have, it's kind of the, some of the best in the NFL. I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne. Like, that's a pretty good starting five. Um, I mean, it's more than what the Chiefs have. You know what I mean? And uh, that that's a good team. And for them to hold them to three field goals, also when the Chiefs fumbled inside their own 30, so that the defense started with their backs literally in the red zone, and they still held the Jags. Like, I don't know. I get uncertain, and I just keep going back to that. I'm like, this defense is legit. Like, for the first time in Mahomes' career, like, this defense, I can confidently say, should be top 10. Um, and that's – we still have a pass rusher to get back. on Benny Hugh that we traded for from the Niners this offseason. Like, so the pass rush isn't necessarily even 100%. So that's just kind of what I keep going back to and the fact that, dude, it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they got to figure this out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, you know, if Sky mm-hmm. Morris is getting 70 yards and a touchdown every game, I'm okay with that. You know? And I know that a big chunk of that was that last play. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just a lot of weird. You're right though. It is a lot of weird stuff. Like, you know, you take away Pacheco's 31 yard run and he got 12 carries for 39 yards. Um, mm-hmm. the, the weird penalties on the offense. Now I don't blame Juwan Taylor one one bit. Um, first of all, the holding calls were were suspect, but I don't know. I, I think that's just unfair to emphasize a, a call on a player because now instead of watching twenty two guys pre snap, you have at least two refs just staring at one player. Uh, um, and he was called a couple times for moving early, uh, even though actually mm-hmm. when you look at the, the the snap, he actually is on time, but the rest of the offense is late. Like you look, and as soon as that ball snapped, he's taking that step, but. When you compare it with everybody else, it looks like a false start. Uh, yeah. So I don't necessarily blame him for that, but yeah, outside of that, it's just like weird stuff, man. And I, 
I don't know. Maybe that's just week two jitters, 120 degrees. Not everybody's healthy. Um, you know, but they have a chance this Sunday, right? You're they, gonna, the Bears. They need to crush favorites. They yeah. need to crush the Bears. They need to cover. They, if I'm gonna feel good, they need to cover. This cannot be like a. Oh my gosh, the Bears are in it. It's it's 13 to 10 at the end of the third quarter, and are the Chiefs gonna be able to like? We should jump out to an early lead and we should keep it the whole game. And that's yeah. going to make me feel good. And if we don't do that, I'm not going to feel great. Yeah. So I even think that's important for the team, though. I know as fans, we want that. But, like, I think the team needs that. Like, oh, we're up 21 to 3 at half. Like, that felt like a good half. Like, okay, the offense is rolling. The defense is doing Like, let's do it. We're, we're good. We can win with the guys that we have. Not this, oh, you know, is there a guy that can step up? Like, I don't know. So... Yeah, man, just weird stuff. But hey, a win is a win uh, any given Sunday. And hey, that's why a, a Chiefs podcast I listen to, they changed their name to Only Weird Games. And it's just weird how every Sunday the, the host of that show says, and once again, folks, the Chiefs play hashtag Only Weird Games. And every week it's true. I, I It's just they do. They aren't the Bills in that manner. You're right. Like when they play a rough team or a, you know inferior team, it's not usually 38 to 10. It's like, oh, we got up on the Cardinals and they came back and put up 24 points. You know, it's just weird stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's just, I, it's not, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking that when you're playing an inferior opponent that you just actually play them like they're an inferior opponent. And I don't feel mm-hmm. like that's ridiculous, um, but it's whatever. Uh, so. What else? Uh, we talked about a couple of these games. I think Ravens and Bengals surprised us. Bills, that was expected. Um, um, the Browns are bad. I'm ready to declare the Browns bad. Deshaun Watson sucks at football, and the fact that Nick Chubb got that was just a horrific injury. It's tragic. Um, it really sucks, and that's that's the same leg that he hurt. It's the same knee he hurt in college. Um, two just crazy Ooh. bad Ooh. knee injuries, um, and unfortunately, with his age, um, I don't I don't know how productive he's going to be after that. Just running back is so hard in the NFL and there's so much wear and tear on your body. And he was really the reliable guy um, for a long time was the guy who had not been getting hurt even more reliable. I would argue than a guy like Derrick Henry. And that sucks that, I mean, that really does. Um, But I, I won't lie. I do delight in the Browns misery. Um, And it's not, it's nothing to do with Nick Chubb. The defense is like legit, like really good. Like mm-hmm. the offense lost that game for them last night, which is just yeah. so funny. It's like, dude, uh, it's yeah, that's tragic. Um, yeah, the Browns are bad. Um, the Chargers <laughs> cannot help themselves. Uh, they just have to. Is how does Staley dude. still have a job? I how? don't know. I don't know. I really don't. How many times is he going to get away with this? I mean, he. I don't. I don't. I just don't understand. They do this every year. They do. It's all the time, and they don't get the results. And every year is disappointment. And they lose to teams like this, and they give up leads, and they choke games away. And clearly, they don't think it's Justin Herbert because they just gave him one of the largest extensions in league history. They have the talent around him. Yeah, Eckler's hurt. Whatever. But they have more than enough talent on both sides of the football. And they can't hold a lead against the anemic Titans who couldn't score a touchdown against the Saints last week. I don't, I don't get it. I'm, and you know, and that's bad coaching. That's why you lose those games. And yeah. Vrabel just outcoached Staley, and, yep. and that's why they lost. Well, and you know, I may be over the top in saying this, but on Twitter, someone was like, "The Chargers have too good a roster to do this." And I, I like quote tweeted. I'm like. I've seen this tweet at least five years in a row now. I'm like, at what point are the Chargers just bad? And that may not be the case because they they have really good players. But like, okay, at what point do we say this year after year after year after year after year? At what point is it okay? Maybe what if they're just not good? You know, I don't know. That may not be true. It just feels like uh, we keep saying the same things every year and the same results happen. And I'm just like, something's got to give. You know, the statement or the, the play has got to change. I don't know. But as a Chiefs fan, it's kind of funny. And it doesn't get easier for them because they go to the Vikings next week. Both those teams are 0-2, both backs against the wall. That's going to be a bloodbath because both teams are like, you got to win. If you it's go 0-3, man, 
If you go 0 and 3, that's tough to make the playoffs. Go and starting 0 and 3. Two, two teams competing for how much they can choke. That's a pickup. The Vegas hasn't even doesn't have anybody favored in that game. It's a straight up pickup. Is it even? So, that's incredible. Yeah, it's I love dead that. even. <laughs> So, which is how I feel about it. I have no idea who would win. I, I, I would honestly lean towards Vikings. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's a couple of places that have them just straight up pick them, multiple. And there's a couple that have 0.5 on the line. So, depends. Uh, but yeah, can it's we, it's crazy. Can we stay in the division too? Because there's just another game that we have to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's it like completing, first of all, Russell Wilson is bad. And I think Sean Payton's actually happy that Russell Wilson's bad because then he can be like, get this guy out of here. Um, this was dumb. You guys shouldn't have paid him. But imagine completing a Hail Mary at the end of a game and then just not getting that two-point conversion. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I delighted I picked in that. the commanders to win, too. And at halftime, I was like, dog, what a horrible decision by me. No, it worked out because, yeah. This has been said by multiple people, um, but the Broncos are really good at the first quarter of football. They're like excellent, and they come out hot. They're really good. Why can't they do that for the rest of the game? Why are they only good in the first 15, 20 minutes of each game? And then after that point, they turn into a terrible, just a pumpkin. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Well, shout out to my guy, Colin Coward. He was talking about this. Um, and he's like, this is proof that it's a quarterback problem and not a coaching problem. Uh, he said that in the first half, scripted plays by this offense, plays that they work through each week, um, packages that they're going to get, they're definitely going to get to. He said that Russell completes 86% of his passes and has scored more points in the first half than, than last year. Uh, and he's like, in the second half, where it's not a scripted, right? The, the coach hasn't written these plays up it's more quarterback based audibles you know reading the defense drastic like his numbers cut in half uh and turn upside down and i thought that was really interesting and he's like this is proof that it's russell wilson's the problem and not sean payton which we kind of already were wondering yeah but uh yeah man they just fell apart and did not have an answer and how did we was russ always bad and we just couldn't tell because their defense was so good or is he just really regressed in the last few years because he was like it, there was there was one plane that had drew Brees, uh, tom brady peyton manning and drew Brees, and then the, literally the next tier below you would mention russell wilson first or aaron Rodgers. sorry was in the top tier and then right below those four guys you'd be like russell wilson for yeah, four or five year stretch at least. Whenever the Seahawks were making it to deep playoff runs into the Super Bowl, and now he's one of the bottom five, bottom ten quarterbacks. Like, what happened? Did he fall off a cliff? Is he a system guy? Like, I don't, I don't under, I genuinely don't know. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his career stats, I do think he was special, and I think we've just not seen a drop off because it starts really. I mean, he was pretty good out of 2012. He's always thrown over 3,000 yards. 15 and 16, he had back-to-back 4,000-yard seasons. 34 touchdowns, 8 picks. 21 touchdowns, 11 picks. That's 15-16. And then he had a stretch in 19 and 20. He threw for 4,100 yards, 4,200 yards. And 2020, which I don't remember this, 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 picks. Like, I feel like that's not an accident. You know what I mean? I just, I think somehow, and I don't know if we've ever seen this before, he literally just, for some reason, just regressed. Not a bad, horrible injury, not this or that. Well, like He's just falling apart. He did have injuries at the end, um, and he's less well, mobile. Yeah. And yeah. that I guess you could argue, because his mobility was what made him really dangerous for a long time. Because he could throw on the run. He was really quick. Um, he was very elusive. And so he made those, you know, those off-schedule throws so often, and he was really mm-hmm. good at it. And he was the original, like they say with Pat all the time, but he's the original, like, he's a baseball player. Look at how he throws. He throws like a shortstop. Like, um, and so I don't know if that's maybe affecting it, that the fact that he has to be more of a pocket passer now and he can't rely on his legs to get him out of things. And he has had some injury problems in the past. He played with some horrific offensive lines in Seattle. Um, yeah. It's honestly amazing how good they were considering how bad their line was. Mm. But I, it's, yeah, 
And and I don't think a narrative has turned on a, like he's one of the most hated players in the league too. Um, yeah, which is interesting because you well, it's just I wouldn't weird believe that five years ago coming out of last year of like he wanted his own he had his own office with his own desk and just really interesting stories of like that's just that's just weird like you hear something you're like this I feel like this doesn't create team camaraderie like I don't know I feel like I'd be pretty sour if my quarterback was not in a locker room but in a separate office by himself like I'm like what not only are you well, like not like better in the, than us in that way but like I just want to be with you like you're, you're my quarterback like I want to hang out with you and you know what I mean like I feel like there's you know importance to that and it's just weird stuff happening last year that Sean Payton came in and said that's not going to happen you know and a lot of the Seahawks players during those Legion of Boom runs have come out and been like yep he's always like this you guys just didn't know because we were winning so I don't know it's it's I don't don't know it's it's very strange but yeah I'm delighting in the fact that pretty much everybody else in our division looks bad um, but us that's that's helpful um I don't know. Is there any the 49ers and Cowboys look like the best teams cool. in the league right now? Man. So that's kind of scary. Of course, I would I would like to put an asterisk. Um, I don't think either one of them has really played a good team yet. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad, but like we've gone through this cycle with the Cowboys before. Um, they beat the two teams from New York that don't have a good quarterback. So let's maybe. Well, you mentioned see the Bills. what happens. The Cowboys are better than the Bills at when they play a bad team, they win by thirty points, and they're supposed mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, they, okay, let's see them in a close game. Which I, they I, mean, I picked them to make the Super Bowl, so I'm not trashing them. But it is interesting, like they kill bad teams close games. Though it's like, all right, what happened? You know. I mean, they. I just. I don't know. I'm not gonna believe it until the Cowboys win a playoff game. So yeah, of course, this can, defense can, though. They can My do whatever goodness. they want. Yeah, that's true. I mean, their defense is really good, but you, at the end of the day, have to rely on Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Um, yeah. So, Nathan, what's been the most surprising two and O team? Because um, I think there have been a couple that's like, what, what in the world? How are they, you know, in, in the place that they are? So, is there a team that jumps out to you? Um, I mean, I think there's an obvious one, which I think you've already said. So I'm kind of going to steal it from you, uh, but. I, the Bucks, like I don't, I I I expected the Bucks to compete for the division that they're in because the division that they're in is so bad. But I I they look like kind of kind of fun. The Baker Mayfield seem like it seems like his he teammates really really like him. Um, and I I really like him honestly. I like watching, I like watching him play. I I I I don't know that. Um, that's really indicative of anything. I think they've also played two bad teams to start the season. I mean, they played um, two of the worst teams in the league. So I, I don't. Well, I don't know. Week one was the Vikings. Now I'm not saying the Vikings are the best team in the league, but yeah, I think worst team in the league in terms of I, I, I did not phrase that correctly. Worst team in the league in terms of like the Vikings in close games is just yeah. Um, it's a crapshoot, I think, this year. I think last the year they had especially. all of yeah. the luck go their way, and this year it seems like they're going to have the opposite of that happen. Um, it's just reversing back to the meat. The Bears are terrible. But I think the Bucks are shocking to me. Um, I'm sure you're going to mention them, but I- I'm not shocked that the Commanders are 2-0. and um, I think they're better than both of the teams they play, but it is shocking just to look to look at the Commanders and see 2-0 and next to them their name they've like, not lost just, a game since dan snyder sold the team that's true and they look their de- their defense is good their defensive mm-hmm. line is very good um their offense needs a little work don't really necessarily believe in sam Howell, but their defense yeah. their defense is good so i think the enemy is doing a good job though working with what he's got i think you know he looks pretty good i think i mean i mentioned this at the beginning like of the season in passing and I, I don't know if you remember this, but I thought like the Falcons may not be that bad. They lost a lot of close games last year. Um, but again, it's like it's one thing to say that, but they're two and zero right now. Um, and you know they beat the Panthers, but I mean they beat a Packers team that actually might surprise some people. Jordan Love has played pretty decent in two games, and uh, I think everybody rightfully was really questioning if Love was the guy for the job and. He's looked pretty good. So, 
I think the the Falcons surprised me. And what's really crazy is what we were calling. Now this still will probably end up being the case. It's only been two weeks. What we were calling the worst division in football, the NFC South. They have three teams that are two and zero, which mm-hmm. I just is kind of crazy to me. I think the Saints still come out on top. I think that defense is legit, and I think Derek Carr is good enough with that offense. Michael Thomas is back. Chris Olave. I think they'll probably win it. But it's just weird to see like man. NFC South is six and two right now, and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, I do think they're going to come back down to earth. And the Panthers, like I, I, the the Saints, I'm not as impressed with just because I think that the Panthers are very bad, and they probably that game shouldn't yeah. have been close. Uh, I mean, it was. Poor Bryce Young has no offensive line, dude. I mean, he's no. just him and CJ Stroud are both just getting pummeled every week. See, did you see what? CJ was having, I think he got sacked like six times or something. No, I didn't. And he was like running for his life every play. I mean, that he he did the thing that you do in Madden whenever your line sucks in Madden, where as soon as you take it, you just hold down sprint and like roll out to the right to try and just get some sort of space to throw the ball. CJ was doing that every play. Yeah, his, six his sacks, lost 47 yards. Yeah, but he still awful. threw for 348 yards and two touchdowns. And they were wow. throwing all game. They're throwing all the time. Um, yeah. So, all right. That's that's enough of we, recap in week two. Let's get to our week three picks. David is undefeated. So f- was undefeated last week. I went two and two. So David has the edge on me. He's seven and one currently this year. I am five and three. Uh, David, favorite, go. Oh, let's see. I didn't uh, look ahead this week. Um, so we're... Going on the fly. It does feel like this week, like there's a lot more like heavy swings towards one one team. There's um, a lot of big lines this week, big spreads. Three over ten, and there's two close to it. So uh, you really can't go wrong. I think I'm going to stick with the team I've been picking. Uh, I'm going to pick the Cowboys over the Cardinals. Nice. Uh, Cowboys are playing in Arizona, um, State Farm Stadium. And uh, I have I'll, I'll pick the Cowboys to win that one. The yeah, Cardinals are also trying to lose games, so that helps you. Yeah, although it feels like they're like close in some of these games, and they're just not finishing. That's the game we didn't get to, but the Giants, lol, almost lost that. Yeah, they had to come twenty-one point comeback in the fourth quarter in order to win that game. I. They, I mean, the, the two-minute drive the Cardinals put together, they literally ran the ball two straight times, which is not what you do when you're trying to... Oh, um, I didn't know that. ...score at the end of it. That's yeah, us. They, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, you're going with... For, for mine, I'm going with the obvious pick, too. We already talked about this game. Chiefs over Bears. I, I need the Chiefs to play well. I need them to win. Um, mm. I need them to win handily. We didn't really talk about the Bears, but I... Uh, they're bad. I, I'm glad I'm right about this. Uh, I don't know why people were like, sneak. better watch out for the Bears. Justin Fields' MVP can't. Justin Fields' decision-making is awful. He's yeah. terrible in the pocket. Um, and he's great. He's athletic. He can use his legs. Like, And sometimes he makes some pretty impressive throws off, off schedule. But as a decision-maker in the NFL, he is not able to just keep up with the defenses that he's playing right now. And it shows. So I'm going to go with the chiefs. I think, I think that he will, our secondary is going to cause him nightmares. And I really hope our offense just figures it out at just a home three twenty five game, no extra pressure, no banner ceremony, no nothing. Nobody's really going to even care about this game because they already got the chiefs winning, but show up, have a good week, get some momentum. Absolutely. All right, David, upset pick. Who you got? There's actually a couple of sneaky good ones. Um, mm. For some reason, I kind of want to pick the Bucks over the Eagles, but I don't know if I'm, I can do that. Philly's, Philly's favored by five on the road. But that, is, that, is, that a, is that a sneaky good pick? I don't know. Um do I trust the Steelers? That is the Raiders. Oof. Do I pick Commanders over Buffalo? Buffalo's here by six and a half on the road. I mean, dude, you just does Zach Wilson beat the Patriots at home? I mean, dog. No, I don't know. No, no, Zach Wilson does not beat the Patriots at home. I um, 
Honestly, let's, let's Go see. Ahead. Have you you haven't answered yet? Okay, so I'm not gonna take no. anything unless you already got one in your mind. Um, I have two. So if you uh, you'll, you'll I'll definitely choose. have one of mine available. Yeah. I don't. It's the Raiders. Give me the Steelers. Yep. <laughs> on Sunday Night Football, uh, Raiders are favored by two and a half at home in Allegiant Stadium. But I know the Steelers' offense has been struggling, but the defense is wicked good. And I think even again, I said this at the beginning of the year. Like if Kenny Pickett's a seven out of ten, six and a half out of ten, even like that, I think that'll be good enough to win games with how good the defense is and got a good offensive line with Najee Harris, George Pickens, and so like Kenny just. Play a little better, dude. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I was that was one of the ones I was considering. Um, Do it. I think that that one's pretty obvious. The other one the you one didn't you're... even you didn't even mention. I'm going Titans over Browns. Ooh, yeah. Um, the Browns have a very good defense. That is true. The Browns have a horrendous offense. That is also true. Um, and there it's not going to be any better without Nick Chubb. So mm. I just I think that this is a case of I just like the Titans. I like the head coach for the Titans more. I also just want to root against the Browns. So that's yeah. what I'm going to go with. This the over under for this game is 39 and a half. For some reason, I don't want to just bet my life savings on the under. Well, <laughs> yeah, this, this game is feels be ugly. Seven to three, you know, or, feels, no, not even a touchdown. It's going to be like nine to six. This feels like an ugly game. Feels like Big Ten football. That's what this game feels like. So I mean, just classic straight up. Yeah. All right, David, uh, wild, wild card pick. Wild card you can pick. Have anything you want except the game that I'm going to type out right now because I you want t- it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for uh, sure. It's the other wild, for, uneven I, game. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to keep it a secret, but 49ers over Giants. I'm going to go ahead yeah, and take that one. Just try to get an easy it. win on the board. Uh, if the Giants end up winning that, I, nothing nothing we learned in the first two weeks matters. Yeah. Um. It's I'm kind of staying away from the Bengals game because we just don't know if Jake Browning's playing or if Joe Burrow's playing. We're two very different quarterbacks. Um, so. That line will completely flip if Dude, Jake Browning is playing. I think the Rams are better than we thought they'd be. Like I think people forgot that Stafford, and myself included, I am people forgot that Stafford's just good. He's like he's a good quarterback when, when he's, he's not healthy, hurt. He was just sure. hurt all year last year. Um. I was leaning this way. I, I picked the Dolphins last week, and I think I like them. They're playing the Broncos uh, at home, their first home game. This offense is just really good. I don't think this will last, but Tua is a favorite right now to win MVP. It's just been two weeks, so I'm, I'm not freaking out. Um, but, man, this offense is just really good. And I didn't think the defense was very good, but they feel like they're they, they're getting stops when they need to, uh, and they're creating turnovers when they need to. Um so I'll take the Dolphins over the Broncos. Noon game, Dolphins favored by six and a half. Mm. Yeah, that was smart. I was eyeballing that one. Um, yeah, the Dolphins looks their offense looks scary. I don't know about their defense, but their offense looks real scary. Um, wild card, my last wild card pick: Pats over Jets. Uh, Bill Belichick versus Zach Wilson. It's not rocket science. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the Patriots. Um, have been in each one of their games against far superior opponents um, and had chances to win down the stretch. Absolutely. And so I think that despite this team being 0-2, could be saying it, could be the guy that says it, might be the best 0-2 team in the league. Hey. Um, I don't know if that's actually true because the Bengals are also 0-2, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. And um, so, yeah, I just like the Pats here over the Jets. I think the Jets are just going to have the season from hell. I think they start openly floating the fact that they're thinking about trading for Jameis like after this game, which yeah. that's not how you trade for it. Just trade for Gardner Minshew. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, they're not, Colts aren't going to give him up now that Anthony Richardson's hurt, but Gardner Minshew is legitimately like a decent quarterback. <laughs> he yeah. could definitely be your starter. So, Well, man, Anthony looks pretty good too. I like Dark Horse. I picked him for my rookie offensive rookie of the year, but if he keeps playing like this, I mean, I think he has a chance to do that. Yeah, the problem is he's gotten hurt in each one of his games. So because he's used so much, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk here. Um, I'm gonna pick what I think is gonna be the game of the week. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Vikings over the Chargers. 
at Ooh. U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings are at home. Like I mentioned uh, earlier, both teams, their backs are against the wall because you can't fall to 0-3 and expect to make the playoffs. And it, it can happen, but I don't know the stat on that, but I feel like the number is very low. Um, but two very, very, very good offenses. Um, and Minneapolis is a fun place to play in, and I, I think it'll be a fun game. That line's even. It's right down the middle because Vegas is like, I ain't messing with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, it's um, hard It's hard for me to see the Vikings fall to 0-3 more than seeing the Chargers fall to 0-3. Is that crazy to say or is that – No, I think given current history and maybe the coaching um, staff, that, that makes that makes a little bit of sense. I, what I would I would just say is that this there's a 100% chance of a back-breaking interception in this game from someone either way either way <laughs> either either justin herbert or kirk cousins is just gonna throw a horrific late fourth quarter interception mm-hmm. and it's gonna be hilarious when it happens so that's gonna be fun for everybody this uh, definitely though it feels like the uh tcu colorado game week one of college football where it's like the last seven drives either team just keeps scoring back and forth um could see it and that, I, I would like that you know I'd yeah i agree i think me. this I think this is actually going to be a pretty good game, so I'm I'm excited for it. Outside of the Chiefs game, that's probably the game I'm most excited to watch on on Sunday. Yeah. Nathan, am I ridiculous for being tempted to pick the Bucks over the Eagles? Bucks are at home. They're no, because the Eagles plus haven't looked five. Great. I mean, they didn't look great again in that win against the Vikings. They didn't look great against the Pats either. They're playing like the same kind of slow Eagles games. Where in the second half they they just seem to lose it a little bit, except they don't have the talent this year, and they have a lot of injuries. They just don't have the talent on the defensive side of the ball to make up for that as much. And so I I don't think you're crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah. I I don't think you're crazy for thinking that. Got you. Any other games that we haven't talked about or picked that's like this, this could be good? Um, no. Not really. I, I, what's weird is I think that this year, um, and this maybe just be my perception, but a lot of teams just haven't played that well. So it's just like the matchups don't really excite me that much. <laughs> I don't mm. like even a lot of the teams that we expected to be top teams aren't playing that well. I mean, maybe if you're kind of like looking for an evenly matched fun game, I think Saints Packers has the chance to be fun. Yeah. Um, Lambeau Field. Yeah. Lions had a disappointing week two game after that week one win, didn't they? Our defense is a leaky, leaky faucet. I mean, yeah. I don't. It's just you just run all through them. I don't. I don't. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Which what their deal this is. Isn't a bad thing, like right? We're like, man, these games are just seem a lot more evenly matched. Maybe that's that's a good thing. And of course, you'll have a blowout a couple times, but like, I think because the Chiefs and the Eagles haven't looked dominant this season just feels weirder yeah um, that could be right too. now because it just feels like there's a lack of dominance at the top because normally one of the teams that made the super bowl only the loser has a like a pretty bad hangover and that's not really happening to the eagles either and then the other team that wins normally just comes out looking pretty good and i feel like that's not happening either because the chiefs are looking at eh. so mm-hmm. i don't really know so, yeah. Uh, anything else to touch on? Thank you, thank uh, you, Zach, for dropping Cooper Cup in our league because he will be back again this 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 year. So uh, I'll just go ahead and pick him up off waivers. Appreciate you, brother. brother. Did you see that um, I scored like 175 points in our eight-person league this week? Oh, in the eight person? No, I did not. Yeah, I kind of went. I kind of went off. I uh, for all those wondering. Winning by eighty points. So, for all those wondering, the four of us guys, just for the absolute heck of it, like three nights before opening kickoff, we're like, let's just do a four-team league with two quarterbacks and just do it for fun. And I drafted and... Joe Burrow. <laughs> Didn't matter because Danny Dimes pulled you back into it. I think yeah, I Nathan beat me like one hundred ninety-six to like one hundred eighty-nine this week. It was just yeah. a bloodbath, and it, it was it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's just you're just gonna get lucky. Somebody's gonna drop a forty burger, and you have to either hope because if they're not on your team, they're definitely on the other guy's team. So, and of all the guys to to drop it, 
Tyreek Hill gave me the least amount of points on my team, which That's, is just something that, was, that I wouldn't have. That was nice. That was very yeah. nice for me. Um, but hey, man, fantasy football, it's week three. Um, if your team's doing good, keep it going. If your team's not doing good, it is a long season. If your team's not doing good, pick up the Browns backup running back and that rookie tie, or the rookie wide receiver from the Rams that nobody expected Acu- to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. that. I know what you're trying to say. And yeah. Yeah. And if, if, if you're record for most receptions in first two games ever in NFL. Yeah. Streets. No one had ever heard of him before. It's Puka Nakua. From BYU. Shout out that guy. Sick. But if your real team is playing well, you know, hey, ride that. And if your team, real team is not playing well, unless you are uh, the Dol- the Cardinals or the Bears, hey, it's a long season. If, you're, okay. if, if your real team is not playing well, it's never too early to look at mock drafts and be like, we could get Caleb Williams. Dude, so. there's like seven quarterbacks. This, like, this might be the best quarterback draft we've had in a long time. There are so many guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's not. It's pretty good. Shadir uh, Sanders, I, Caleb Williams, I mean, uh, Drake I, May. You got Jordan Travis from Florida State, um, and there's a couple other. I can't. You can put Nathan's seal of approval. Drake May bust. Right now. I kind of look do like not, a dog though. Do not trust North Carolina quarterbacks. Come on, <laughs> don't do it. Mitch Trubisky hey, two point oh. Sam Howell's two and zero, bro. Mitch Trubisky 2.0, Drake May. <laughs> Remember when Mitch Trubisky won that really good Sunday night football game? Or was it was it maybe the opening game that year against the Packers? No, it was Sunday night. Against the Packers, and we were all like, oh my gosh, Mitch Trubisky? And then he stinks. Yeah, that's Drake May in four years. Just Bears on a rough streak, man, because their next quarterback they held out for, and it's looking like that was also a mistake. But they That's get rough. they could have picks one and two next year. Just I can just see it with the first pick in the twenty twenty four NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Drake May, North Carolina. No, no they're gonna. There's pick no Caleb. way. Caleb Williams has to be number one. I don't understand how he wouldn't be number one. He's got to yeah. be. Yeah, and for those rumors of him not going to the draft, that's Cap. He's absolutely going to go to the draft. Why would he not go to the draft? Heisman's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why would he not go to the draft? So exciting stuff. See, so look at that. We just proved Nathan that whether your team's good or not, you have something to look forward to. Whether it's a Super Bowl or a playoff, playoffs or that that NFL draft to get your future your future guy. You know. And even if your team is just mediocre bad, um, hi, Tennessee Titans fans, how you guys doing? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hoodie and soup season is upon us. Like, it's right there. So also, you can be like, coach will win coach of the year again. So, like, that's you good. Can be, yeah, you can be like, you know what's really depressing? The, watching the Titans, you know what's great? Wearing shorts and a hoodie outside. Because that is great. The, mo- the most elite clothing that God had created. It's it's a hoodies and shorts combo. It's so good. So and you'll get to enjoy that. Just think about that, and you'll get to have a nice bowl of of white chicken chili, um, on your couch on a Sunday night, and that's gonna happen for you. Yeah, and you'll be able to watch a meaningless Sunday night football game that your team's not involved in because you're not really good enough to play in prime time, and sometimes that's nice because there's no stress. You just Mm -hmm. get to go to bed. Preach. So honestly, I I can't. I really just cannot think of a better way to end this. Uh, what do you want to watch uh, pod edition and so with that I, I think I'm going to close it up Nathan uh, okay that was really good you know, this, this has been an NFL week 3 preview and uh, what do you want to watch we've been talking about it you have been listening to it we will talk to you all next week go get you some nice soup with some with some soft beans in it Bye. Well, ASMR there? Yeah.